0: Have some movies you'd like us to review? Tell us! Send us an email at driveinmovieshr at gmail.com.
1: Or slide into our DMs on Instagram and Twitter at drivemoviespod or on Facebook at Hogan and Rudy.
0: Let us know what to watch next. And now, on with the show! Welcome back to Drive-In Movies with Hogan and Rudy. We have another spooky lineup. Just continuing the spooky lineup. You're going to be getting spooky lineups for a while, so deal with it! Uh, (laughs) This week we are doing another matchup that is available on Shudder. So if you are watching along or want to know where you can find these movies, these two are also on Shudder. They're not Shudder movies, they're just available on that platform. Uh, And this week we are doing Dead and Buried against Castle Freak. So, let's start with Dead and Buried. That is from what year? Is it 1981? It is 1981. You are correct. Nice. Uh, That is directed by Gary Sherman, written by Jeff Miller, Alex Stern, Ronald Shussett, Dan O'Bannon, who also wrote Alien. Uh, And it looks like it must be based on a novel by Chelsea Quinn Yarbrough. That stars James Farentino as Sheriff Dan Gillis, Melody Anderson as Janet Gillis, Jack Albertson, a.k.a. Grandpa Joe, as William G. Dobbs. (laughs) Uh, And then you have a couple other uh, townspeople. I think the only other big name in that as one of the townspeople is uh, Robert England, who just plays... I think he's like the tow truck driver or something like that. Good old Freddy Krueger. Ooh. Uh, that is going up against Castle Freak from what year? 1991? 1995. Ooh. A little off. Yeah, not not too bad. That is directed by Stuart Gordon, written by Stuart Gordon and Dennis... Powley, based on the story *The Outsider* by H.P. Lovecraft. Oh, that stars Jeffrey Combs as John Riley, Barbara Crampton as Susan Riley, and Jessica Dollarhide as Rebecca Riley. And then you have some other uh, characters in, in, in there as well. But that's the family that you spend majority of the time with in that film. What a last name,
1: Dollar- Dollarhide.
0: Hyde. Ah. <laughs> Yeah. I like it. But I will turn it over to you now to go over what these are about.
1: Yeah. So we'll talk about Castle Freak. So that's about a man and his family. So he inherits this castle in Italy. So he's coming from the U.S., going to Italy, gets this medieval castle. His daughter is blind. The, you can tell the husband and wife are having some kind of marriage issues mm-hmm. going on. There's some separation. And then there's a housekeeper in there in the castle as well. The blind daughter starts hearing noises and is warning everybody that there is someone else in the castle. Boom. Is there? (laughs) I don't know. Actually, we do know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Then you have Dead and Buried, uh, which is about a sheriff in a, a small coastal town. He works with a mortician because there's some strange things happening. There's a lot of murders happening in the town, and he's trying to get to the bottom of it. So he and the mortician are trying to uh, get to the bottom of why there's so many murders going on and why everyone is acting so strange. In Potter's Bluff.
0: Potter's Bluff. Yeah. So two very different movies. They have very little in (laughs) common in their actual plot. But they're both a little weird. So I think they match up pretty well in that aspect. So let's talk about the writing, though. I want to hear your thoughts on the writing on these movies.
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, Castle Freak, this felt like a Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Oh,
0: my gosh. I said that watching the, the movie. I turned, the, like, an exact quote. And uh, I'll get no. to it in music, too. But the music yes! just helped it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm so glad we, we agree with each oh, other right now. Because... I literally turned to Eleanor and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like this is <laughs> like I I love Are You Afraid of the Dark and I love Goosebumps, yeah. But like, oof, it was oh, very cheesy and over the top in that like '90s like kids show way. Oh yeah, but it's oh, yeah. it's like a it's a brutal <laughs> horror movie and they got some some mature elements in there, but the writing is you're like, wow, they. This feels like a made-for-TV movie. It just feels so clunky. Like, you, he
1: go, he goes to Italy to get this castle, and I'm like, wait, why is he in Italy? Why is he getting this castle? I don't understand what's happening.
0: Yeah, I, I missed the part where they talked about his relation to... It's very quick. ...whoever, why he is inheriting this castle. Yeah, I, I missed all that.
1: Then there's this deeper backstory... So they got in a car accident beforehand, and this has nothing to do with the current, what's going on in the mm-hmm. movie, but there's flashbacks to getting in a car accident, and there's some pretty, like, it's like what goes on, like, suggestive, like, like ch- children dying, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, gosh. So yeah, that's heavy, part heavy of the, themes. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Um, but, yeah, do you, that's where you start to get, like, the relationship issue going on. Mm-hmm. That poor blind daughter. It's it's a weird... It's a weirdly
0: written movie. <laughs> Ellie did say that the argument between uh, the mom and the dad was a very well-written argument. Like, it was okay. very realistic.
1: At least they did something right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the rest of the dialogue's pretty cheesy. <laughs> yeah. And the rest of the movie is... The, the story itself... Uh... Uh... I didn't really find it all that interesting. No, because a lot of it doesn't make sense. A lot of it doesn't make sense and there's not really anything that plays out in a way where I'm excited to see what happens next or like it doesn't it doesn't have any it doesn't have much mystery to it. It doesn't have anything in the plot where you're like ooh i i'm getting invested in like these characters or like in this castle or mm-hmm. in what could be in the castle like i i never felt an attachment to any of that no it just felt like a typical let's make a horror movie just cuz we can you know i i didn't feel like it went above and beyond any anything to really stand out when i was done watching it in terms of the writing at least I agree. <laughs> what about Dead and Dead, Buried?
1: Dead and Buried? I like this movie. I thought it was pretty good. So, yeah, you have that sheriff who is... He goes back to his hometown. He's He was a police officer in a big city. Comes back and is now a sheriff in his small coastal town of... Potter's Bluff? Potter's Bluff. I wanted to call it Pine Bluffton, but that's not it. Pine Bluffton. <laughs> so he goes back but there's a lot of murders and no one seems to be worried about any of these murders. And he's like, I have to figure out what's going on. So he keeps, you know, talking to the mortician and there's a lot of uh, different twists in this movie though. And a lot of, them, actually a lot of them caught me off guard.
0: Yeah. Mhm.
1: So I, I, I can't give too much away on the writing cause it'll spoil the movie. And I, I don't want to do that cause this was a fun one to watch.
0: Yeah. I think this one definitely stands out as opposed to Castle Freak, because its concept is more intriguing. I don't think the writing necessarily is the strongest in this movie, because I feel like it is still kind of clunky. The ending, I didn't think... I felt like it wasn't as neat of an ending as it could have been. It felt a little little messy mm-hmm. and kind of rushed. Like, it takes a while to get to that moment, but when when they finally reveal everything, then it was like, it's over. (laughs) And you're like, wait, what? I do like the way that the movie plays out, though. I like the snippets that they show you to kind of, I guess, show you a little bit of what's behind the curtain without actually revealing what's happening. So, like, the sheriff's trying to figure out what's going on. But you as a viewer have more information than he does. Yes. Because Mm -hmm. they're showing you how the murders happen. So you're actually seeing how they're committed, who they're committed by. So like that mystery element to him, we don't have because we've, we were there while it happened. So we're, we're seeing all this play out, but we're following the sheriff as he's trying to figure it out. So it's, it's kind of a fun element as a viewer to have more information than the character has and be like, oh, I know what's happening, but you don't. (laughs) But at the same time, even though we're seeing what's happening, they still, at the end, pull the curtain fully to catch us off guard, where we're like, oh, wait, what? (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) So I think the movie does a really good job in its writing in keeping that momentum up until the end. There's a lot of cheesy moments. I think the dialogue is also a little rough uh it it seems almost robotic in like certain conversations between people like it doesn't seem natural yeah and that might that might be more on the acting side than the dialogue but that was the only piece where i was like this is a little a little rough but the story i up until the end the end is the only part i had a little bit of an issue with up until the end i thought the story was. Pretty well thought out and pretty clever. Yeah, it was not
1: a uh, made-for-TV movie, almost like uh, no. <laughs> what Castle Freak seemed like. So yeah, dead and buried gets my points.
0: Same here. Oh,
1: characters! Oh my gosh! I there's one specific character I couldn't wait to talk to you about, and that is the father from Castle Freak. Oh boy, John Riley goes real hard. He does. The, oh, I, there were so many scenes. I was like, I, I gotta talk to Hogan about this one and this one. And now I can't remember any of them. <laughs> but oh, the drunk scene—he acts oh, drunk. Oh wow, yeah, that's the worst
0: drunk acting I've seen ever. He went a thousand percent on that drunk <laughs> scene. Wow, yeah, yep. That's what I said when I watched. it I was like, wow. <laughs> also, in the when the police are interrogating him. He goes pretty hard. Yep. Yep. Oh, he is something,
1: something else. I don't know. Rough. Rough to watch.
0: It's uh, it's the guy from Reanimator.
1: Is He's that... also pretty cheesy in Reanimator.
0: I didn't realize that. But yeah, I, I feel like he, he turned it up a level <laughs> for this one.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, Susan, his wife. Fine. Yeah. She, uh, was, she was good, I thought. The daughter. I, I don't know if she was. If she's really blind, or if she was just acting blind, but fine as well. Mm-hmm. My beef with these characters is they all—they're all dumb. They all do stupid things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just so frustrating. They're like, "Someone's in the castle." No, no, there's not. But like, you wouldn't think you would walk around your whole castle. I know oh, there's yeah. like 130 rooms, but
0: you wouldn't check them all out, right? So, my biggest beef with that movie and this is this is going back to more of the writing, I guess, is there's lots of times in that movie. And mind you, this castle's not very big. Like, it's, it's a castle, but it's not like... You don't have all these different wings and everything. Yeah, At least yeah. from what they show us. From what they show us, it seems relatively maintained. There's lots of moments in that movie where there's, like, screaming and, like... <laughs> just yeah. stuff that... They should hear. And mm-hmm. apparently they don't. And to, to cap that off, y- you may be thinking, oh, well, you know, maybe maybe the castle's bigger than we saw. Or maybe they were in a different part of the castle. No, I can combat that because early on in the movie, there's a scene where the daughter goes downstairs and the dad loses the daughter. And he's yeah. upstairs where, where they are in the rest of the film where they could clearly hear what's happening downstairs. And he yells for his daughter because she went missing. And she's downstairs and she can hear him. She goes, oh, dad, and then goes back upstairs. So that right there, they can hear each other. <laughs> upstairs and you know. downstairs, they can hear each other. Then through the rest of the movie, downstairs, people are screaming bloody murder. Yeah. And apparently no one, no one can hear it. <laughs> what? I was like, why does no one hear any of this? Oh my gosh! There's so many times where like so much noise is happening, and I'm like, I don't care how big this castle is, you're gonna hear that. Like if they are in this castle, they're gonna hear what's happening. Yep. I don't know. And this
1: this castle
0: freak. So there is
1: a the, spoiler. There is a castle freak. It's the name of the movie. Oh, it's not but, spoiler. <laughs> yeah, it's the name of the movie. And there's a monster on the front. The castle freak is interesting he is obsessed
0: with women it's weird because i don't know if he's supposed to be a sympathetic character uh they yeah. don't do a good job of no they don't really explaining him they kind of do but then you're like uh, i don't know how to i don't know how to feel about this character <laughs> yep <Yeah. laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't care. <laughs>
1: no, I'm with you. There's a lot of characters in Dead and Buried, though. Oh, yeah. More than all the townspeople. Tons of townspeople. And then you have the sheriff, uh, which mm-hmm. Sheriff Dan Gillis. He does a good job. I think he he does well playing the role of, like, the sheriff trying to figure things out. The detective mm-hmm. going around and gathering
0: all this information he kind of reminded me of like Dave in Killer Clowns, like just a yes. down, down-to-earth character yeah, who for sure. you feel like is responding in a way that makes sense and is mm-hmm. realistic in his writing. And his acting was pretty good, too. I, I thought he was probably the best actor of everyone in the movie. You take that back. Jack Albertson. Is that <laughs> Grandpa Joe? <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Grandpa Joe's fine. <laughs> I, I have, know your feelings. I have beef with him, so. <laughs> he did, yeah, he was He was fine in that role. He did a good job. I didn't know that was him at
1: first, and then I heard his voice. I was like, I know that, Yeah, man. me too,
0: because <laughs> he wore, like, those big magnifying, like, Coke bottle glasses. Yeah, yeah. And so I didn't recognize him at first, and I was the same way once he started talking. I was like, you son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs> <job." laughs>
1: Oh, he does not play a character like in Willy Wonka. His character is much different.
0: Uh, The only issue I have with the characters, like I mentioned before, is I feel like some of the acting was a little cheesy. I thought his wife was pretty cheesy. For sure. And then there are a lot of characters because you have a lot of townspeople. And I think one of the issues with that was I sometimes had a hard time knowing who the characters were yeah like they were all like a, old white men yeah there was like a doctor and then a, mm-hmm. a, a innkeeper and a principal and uh like a lab technician and the sheriff kept like interacting with these characters <laughs> yeah. but i I was every time they'd show up i'd be like okay that is the doctor <laughs> like no that's the innkeeper and i was like oh okay <laughs> that's the innkeeper. And then the other guy would show up and be like, that's the doctor. No, this is the principal. Ah! God Who? <laughs> what the heck? Why do they all have to look like each other? By the end of the movie, I got it. So it's it's not anything that, like, really deters the movie. It's just something that was kind of hard to keep track of while watching it. Yeah.
1: Uh, it doesn't take away from the movie, though. No. I think
0: They're the not story centers like around something else. They're not, like, that important mm-hmm. characters to...
1: As all like collectively, mm-hmm. they. But you don't need to know individually. Yeah, you just need to know there's a mob of people. Mm-hmm. So for characters, it's well easy. Dead and buried. Yeah, I'm gonna get dead and buried <laughs> too. I, I thought you'd give not. it to
0: your boy uh, John Riley. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Forget that guy. Horrible. He went a hundred percent. Just for you.
1: That was his drunk voice, if you couldn't tell.
0: Are you just going to rewatch that scene? Oh, oh, no, absolutely not. For multiple reasons. Uh, let's talk about the music here.
1: <laughs> Should we talk about the 90s? Whoa, yeah. <laughs> it was like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. I, I guess if you watched an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode before, it's like basically one of those soundtracks. Yeah
0: very like cheap <laughs> it's a very cheap soundtrack where someone probably had a uh electric keyboard or whatever and just changed the settings and just mashed the keys
1: it's like any live action 90s show i i don't know mm-hmm. it, it's weird it it made it it made the movie seem cheap
0: yeah Yeah, it it did not (laughs) help the movie (laughs) because there are certain times. I guess guess it's good because at moments you could recognize the music. So in that aspect, the music is a little bit more noticeable and memorable for sure. But on the other end of that spectrum, you notice it because it was so weirdly (laughs) uh, written and placed that you're like, what? what kind of music is this right now? Like when people are getting chased and you just have like the weirdest, the weirdest soundtrack going on. I don't even know how to describe it, man. Yeah. yeah but you're I don't know. like, you're like, this does not seem like it fits in this part of the movie. So I don't know if whoever edited that movie just put, just took like samples <laughs> of music and just put them in wherever they wanted. But it was not.
1: Good. I guess. I guess it's not good, but I guess I did remember it more than Dead and Buried, because I don't really remember the soundtrack to that movie. I think um, was it just general
0: yeah <laughs> suspense. Dead and Buried, I thought at least did a good job because it had kind of like a blend of kind of like calm, peaceful music at at times. In, like, Potter's Bluff to show that it's, like, this small, quaint town and yeah. everyone knows each other. And it's kind of like one of those, it almost at time kind of felt like a uh, like a little rom-com, <laughs> yeah. like an old rom-com <laughs> yeah, where, sure. like, two people end up at this, like, small town and fall in love. Like, that's kind of what the music feels like in at, at points. And then it gets a little creepy and... In moments where that kind of view shifts in tone sure. in the town. So while I don't think it is as memorable or as noticeable throughout the film, I think the music that they have in that movie does a better job of actually working to its theme and not being distracting from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could still focus on the movie. There was no part in that where the music stood out as like, what the heck is happening here? (laughs) Whereas Castle Freak, that happened uh, a couple times in that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I would give my point to Dead and Buried. I'm with you. Dead and Buried.
1: It's moving right along. Let's talk about tech. So, in Dead and Buried, they have camera flashes, which are so blinding. Oh, yeah. I couldn't even start the screen. I don't want to be blinded as I watch... And it happens. I watch a movie. A couple times in that movie. Yes. And it it's supposed to affect the characters like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be affected like that. I
0: want to watch it happen. So, so that's, that's my beef. That's, that's one part of the writing, though, that I feel like I never understood. No. Was why they did that. No,
1: because videos are... They had a lot of like videos playing. Yeah. But those people weren't recording videos. They were. No. They were taking photos.
0: Yeah. Which I don't know makes sense. Yeah, it didn't match up. It's not a. It's it's not important to the story. That was just one part. That when the movie was over, I was like, but "Wait, why did they do that?" I think I have a theory, though. We'll discuss it after. I thought the effects in *Dead and Buried* were pretty bad. Yes. Yeah. I mean. The special effects was not the strong suit in that in that film. And I think that was probably the biggest offender of why I wouldn't consider it like a great film. Like the story I think was good enough even with the parts that I was a little frustrated with. Yeah. That like it could have been a contender for being a great horror movie. But just just the special effects in it were just done so cheaply and poorly that it was like uh you had this you had this cool idea that if you didn't have those particular scenes because some of some of the um i guess some of the kills or or some of the horror elements they didn't show and it was more like in your mind and suspenseful or, and you could kind of come to the conclusion of what happened yeah those scenes are awesome it's the scenes that they like show in depth that you're like oh why did you show this this just looks terrible now yeah one one scene in particular I wonder if you can guess which scene that is but that was that was my biggest beef with it was just a lot of the special effects that they did didn't seem to work for me and it's an older movie so I mean it might just be age but I've seen older movies that have had better effects than that one
1: yeah I agree with you in Castle Freak, I think they did do a better job. That that Castle
0: Freak is pretty... Yeah. Pretty well done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the makeup's pretty well done. The setting of the castle's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That one, despite feeling like a made-for-TV movie, <laughs> yeah. has, I think, better direction in the presentation of the film.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so. Easy, way easier to follow.
0: Yeah. And... There was a lot of nicer shots and nicer elements to it. N- nothing that blew my mind, but when comparing it to Dead and Buried, it just looked like a more professionally made film. Yeah, I think that agree could be because that it's a little sure. bit later in time. I mean, that one was what ninety-five or so. Mm-hmm. So time could have helped it with a lot of the looks of it, but I think as a as a whole presentation, it just looked better
1: yeah i uh i agree with you are we giving a point <laughs> to castle freak i think we're gonna i am giving a point to castle freak just All because right. of the camera flashes i'm so mad about that <laughs> which movie did you enjoy more oh this is good because both of them are are goofy in their own ways yeah castle freak uh, that one i that was a kind of a shock factor too in some scenes mm-hmm. i was like oh but I think I think that father ruined it. I don't know. I'm over it. I'm
0: I thought you him. loved his character.
1: Oh, horrible. No, like, I, I this guy goes 100%. <laughs> I
0: was like, oh, Reed really, must love this guy. Not at all.
1: 100% in a bad way. Uh, Dead and Buried, I really enjoyed. So uh, that was one that I... You know what? I don't know if I would watch again, though. Mm. I think one mm-hmm. time might be good. Same thing with Castle Freak, it was fine,
0: Yeah, but Dead and Buried I enjoyed more. I think I'd watch Dead and Buried again. Like I said, the story up to a certain point I think is really clever, and even when they reveal what's happening, it's still clever, and it catches you off guard, but then, I I don't know, the movie just gets really weird really quickly. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like I don't understand what's happening anymore but i'd I'd watch it again because i I do like majority of the film. I think the the main character, the sheriff, I like his character. I think he's a good actor, so following him through the movie, I enjoyed seeing him unravel what's happening and and kind of because we kind of have a little bit of background as to what happens, you're almost kind of rooting for him to figure it out like you're yeah. You're hoping that he catches up to where you're at because you're like, oh, I just can't wait for this guy to to find out what's happening. So I like that element of the writing and the story and the movie because it's giving you as a viewer like something to look forward to and something to root for. So that was cool to have that as an element while watching the movie. And it's it's just an enjoyable movie. Like it it flows pretty well. The mystery and suspense element of it is done really well as well really well as well as well (laughs) uh (laughs) so i i think i would watch that one again castle freak it just felt so generic to me oh yeah like there's nothing in that movie where when it was over i was like i could watch that again the movie was over and i was like i can probably immediately forget that movie (laughs) because there's not really anything in it that really captivated me i mean there's plenty of creature films out there some older some newer that i think are done way better than castle freak castle freak probably has its merits in, in some elements I, I i'm sure horror fans consider it a classic it's just not one that i really enjoyed i don't know yeah there's just nothing in it that stood out and grabbed my attention the makeup was cool but even even with the makeup that character's kind of uh wrapped in sheets for Half the movie, so you don't really get to see the full character uh, for the majority of the film, which is a shame. Yeah. So I would say Dead and Buried gets my point as well. What do we have next week? We have two Shudder originals. So these were uh, made by Shudder. And I believe they're also two Spanish films. I could be wrong on that. But next week we have Terrified. Going up against La Oh! Again, I know very little about these movies. I just kind of picked some random ones on what's out there uh, so that we can kind of get a taste of what's on Shutter for anyone who has it. And uh, it'll be fun to review two movies that neither of us have seen.
1: Yeah, we've so. seen either of them. Just like the rest of these. So this is perfect. Yeah. What a good month.